This could be one of the most, if not the most important videos that I ever record. Scripture is not discerned by opinion. You cannot rightly apply the Bible until you first rightly divide the Bible. We do not get to decide what the Bible means. We get to discover what the Bible means. Welcome to Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. This episode, we're going to be talking about what the Bible means about believing, faith, salvation. There are a lot of people who say that they believe in Jesus, but does what they mean by that line up with what Scripture, in context, means when it uses the word believe and faith? Now, I want to start off with saying that believe and faith, those two words— come from the same Greek root word. There's just different endings that are, that are put on the Greek word. The, the Greek noun for faith, believing, is pistis, and the verb is pistuo. And there are multiple different declensions or endings that are put on there. I'm not going to go into all the details of that, the ramifications. What I want to point out is where we see the word believe in Scripture and we see uh, the word faith in the Bible, it is coming from the same root word. So we need to understand that the Bible presents them as together. It's as though it's faith-believing, believing faith. I'm going to share a couple of Bible verses as we go further into the subject of believing faith. Faith-believing that leads to salvation is more than just a mental acknowledgement of Jesus being the Son of God or Jesus, this historical figure. Oh, I believe that. But where's the faith aspect of that? Where's the entrusting to? Where's the giving over of my life in that? Where's the change in the transformation that takes place from true believing faith in Jesus Christ? So let's take a look at, first of all, John 3.16 and verse 17 together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So here we have the word believe, and we we literally could put in that, in where we find the word believes, we could put that whoever has believing faith in him. It's the same word. It's the same root word. Believe and faith are the same root word. Whoever has faith in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so we clearly see the connection between salvation and believing, and this is believing faith. Not just a, an, an acceptance in my mind of facts. Let's take a look at, uh, let's see, John 640. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes or has believing faith, same root word, in him may have everlasting life. Everlasting life is the result of believing faith. And I will raise him up at the last day. John 6.40 Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Now we could again put believing faith because it's the same root word. Through believing faith. 
And that, not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. This verse clearly tells us that I can do nothing in and of myself to earn, work for, or even deserve salvation, to be born again, to be saved. It's not about going to church. It's not about reading the Bible. It's not about being a member of a church. It's not about being baptized. It's not about being a good person or doing good deeds or teaching a Sunday school class or serving or giving. All of those things are wonderful. Even taking communion, the Lord's table. It's not about being a good person or coming from the right family or being a member of the right church or being baptized into a particular church or denomination. It's none of those. It's all about believing faith in Jesus Christ. All of these other things are to be the result of a changed life, a transformed life. So it is by believing faith, not works that I do, that a person is saved. Ephesians 1, 11 through 13 in him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Now, a new word is lined up almost in parallel, basically, with the word uh, that is translated as believed or believing faith. And that is trusted, to entrust over to, to yield, to surrender completely to. That's the word trusted here. That we who first completely surrendered over, believing faith in Christ and in him alone, not in works, not in affiliation, not in my good character or any good deeds that I do, but in Christ, trusting in him completely and entirely. In him you also trusted a finished complete work. After you heard, now here's, here's a, a beautiful picture of what happens when the gospel is presented. You trusted after you heard the word of truth, the word, the gospel of your salvation. Right there it is in Ephesians 1. You trusted, you had believing faith, you put believing faith in Christ after you heard the word of truth. And what is the word of truth? It's the gospel. And the gospel leads to salvation. In whom also, having believed, that is, having believing faith, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. God's mark upon us when we are born again. That's Ephesians 1, 11 through 13. Romans 10, 9 through 13. I realize if you're looking on the screen here, particularly on a small device, uh, obviously on a podcast, you can't see this. You're just listening to the audio. But on the screen, there, there's a lot of words on this slide, but it, I think it's important to see it together. This is verses 9 through 13 in Romans 10. That if you confess with your mouth, don't miss that, confess with your mouth, the Lord, and it's, that's more confessing with your mouth is more than just saying words. The word confess in scripture means to say the same thing as God does, to be in agreement with what God says. So be in agreement with what God the Father says about Jesus Christ, his son, confessing that. Not my version of Jesus, but God the Father, scripture's presentation of who Jesus is. If you confess... You are in agreement with your mouth 
the Lord Jesus, and here it is, and believe. Have believing faith in your heart, not in your mind. Now, obviously, your mind is engaged, but the heart is the place of ruling of my, my being, myself. I believe in my heart. I have believing faith in my heart. Not just an acceptance of facts, although there are a lot of facts dealing with Jesus and Scripture. It doesn't come down to facts. It comes down to faith. And believe in your heart, have believing faith in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confessing with your mouth, agreeing with what God's word says about who Jesus is, and having believing faith in my heart, accepting and entrusting to that gospel message that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. So my mouth is expressing what I have believing faith in my heart based upon the word of God and the gospel uh, that the Bible teaches. For the scripture says, whoever, that's anyone, whoever, one of the most beautiful words in the Bible, whoever, that's anyone, whoever believes on him. It's not whoever performs rituals the right way, whoever gives enough, whoever serves enough, whoever belongs to this in the right way or performs. It's none of that. Whoever does enough, whoever says enough prayers, whoever lights enough candles, whoever reads enough of the Bible, it doesn't say that. Now, some of those things are good things, but they are not meritorious or they do not earn salvation. We do not deserve to be saved because of those things. Whoever believes, whoever has believing faith on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. There goes back to that confessing. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Many people say they believe. And I'm concerned that it's nothing more than a mental acknowledgement. It's the believing part without the faith. They've separated. They've made a dichotomy of that, of that word, which really can't be separated. If you think of two sides of a coin, take a quarter or a silver dollar, say heads and tails. If you would split that, let's say believe is on one side and faith is on the other. They're inseparable. If you separate that coin, if you take it and you divide it down the middle so that you have believe over here and faith over here, the value of it, the worth of it now is meaningless. It's when it is joined together that it retains its value. Believing faith for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I have a slide here that I want to show you. It's a picture of a swinging bridge. And I believe, uh, for me, it's a simple illustration, but it demonstrates so clearly of acting upon our belief with faith that they are necessary to be joined together. This is a swinging bridge that um, many, many years ago, my father and I were standing before. Uh, let's see, it was probably about 50 years ago that we were standing before this bridge and we were, we were fly fishing on this stream there that's below it. It's about 15 to 20 feet below. And um, we wanted to get to the other side because it was better access to the water. The fishing was going to be way better on the other side of this stream. 
And at that time, there wasn't a door there. It was just an, an open access across this swinging bridge. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever been on a swinging bridge, but they kind of just bounce and flop around and they just don't feel all that secure. Now, there's several steel cables running there and heavy planks. Now, at that time, I probably weighed, I don't know, 60 pounds, 70 pounds, maybe something like that. Uh, my father was at least double, if not triple that. And we're standing there, and my father starts out across this bridge. And he gets out in the middle, and he looks at me, and he just says, come on, let's go. we got to get to the other side. It's going to be way better on the other side. And, and so he walks across, he gets to the other side, and turns around and looks at me. And I'm still standing there. Now, one of the other things is, uh, I'm... I have a fear of heights. I've never been comfortable on high things and that kind of thing. So that was also an issue. But I looked at this and I'm looking and I believe, I believed in my head that it would hold me. In fact, I just saw evidence of that. My father, three times my weight, twice my size at least, and walked across there without any problem. And oh, it bounced around and it swayed back and forth. You see, I stood on the side and I looked at the truth that was right in front of me and I believed, but I didn't have believing faith. The faith part is when I walked out on that bridge. You see, the believing the facts did me no good until I entrusted myself completely and entirely to that belief. There's the faith part. That's what the Bible teaches about believing faith. And there are many people who are looking in a spiritual way at believing the way I was looking at that bridge, standing on the side, seeing the truth of it, seeing the evidence of it, and believing, but not having believing faith. You see, the world has an understanding of believing, and the Bible presents an entirely different understanding, a context, a biblical context of believing faith. When I crossed that bridge, I demonstrated, oh, listen, I, I, was, I was holding on and I was hesitant, but I walked across it. That's when believing and faith came together. And there came a moment in my life, not just that moment of crossing that physical bridge as an illustration of believing faith and entrusting myself to that bridge as I went across there, but there came a moment in my life, my young life as a young teenager, where I put believing the facts that I'd heard in a message, and I put faith to it. I put my faith in Jesus Christ, and it became the believing the world has. It became believing faith that the Bible teaches, and I was born again. I was saved, just as some of these verses have that I've shared with you earlier demonstrates to us from God's Word. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Now, does that mean my life was perfect? Does that mean that people who are saved, who are born again, who truly have believing faith, does that mean that they're perfect and they never fail and they don't fall into sin and temptation? No, we all do that. But the grace of God is greater. And he says in his word, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all of our iniquity. Not some, not certain ones, but all. So I want... I want to share with you the opportunity right now to go beyond just believing facts and have believing faith in Jesus Christ, that he came into this world because he loved us so much. He came into this world to die on the cross, to give his body 
as a sacrifice, his body and his blood, for a sacrifice for the sins of all whosoever would believe on him. Would you go from just believing about him to having believing faith in him as your Lord and Savior? Now listen, I want to tell you something. There, there is no sinner's prayer, but there is the prayer of the sinner. It is not a, a formula of words that saves anyone. It is faith in Jesus Christ and in him alone. Nobody can earn salvation. We can only receive it. Do you have that believing faith? You can right now, this moment, have believing faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Ask God to save you. Tell him that you want to be born again. Confess the fact that you're a sinner and you can't do it on your own. And you want to be saved. You want to be born again. Put believing faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I believe that this is the most important message that I can ever share with anyone. And it's my heart's desire that every single person who hears or watches this video, that you come to the place of putting believing faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thank you for watching this most important episode of Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. I look forward to joining you again right here as we continue to look into God's Word and deal with verses taken out of context, putting them in biblical context, looking at world issues and events, Christian life, different situations and circumstances that come up, and looking into God's Word and seeing what God's Word has to teach us about living for Jesus. You can contact me at RightlyDividingTheWord215 at gmail.com. Send in your questions, comments. Like, share, and subscribe, and hit the notification bell. I look forward to joining with you again on Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. Take care, and God bless.